Hello, my friends. It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach, author of the book, Get Enriched in Project Management. Today, we're going to be talking about a salary increase pitch and the performance review. I'm quite qualified to talk about this because I've worked for scores of organizations. And one thing I know about salary increases is if you have the right mindset going in, it sets the stage for everything else. So let's talk about number one. The very first thing that you want to have going into any such discussion is the right posture. And what I mean by the right posture is coming in with an attitude of gratitude as opposed to an attitude of, it's my right, I deserve it, give me more money. You want to come in with an attitude of, thank you very much for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed working here. And you really have to get into that mindset of being grateful for the opportunity because if they didn't give it to you you would never be in that company so that's number one thank you for the opportunity thank you for the collaboration thank you for helping me grow thank you for the leadership someone says phil what if they never did any of that well find something good so that you get into that right mindset and posture and affirm the value that they have added to you okay let's talk about the essence of a performance management review. The essence of a performance review is to use it as a communication tool that helps you know exactly where you stand as an individual. It's actually for your own good. Some people don't like performance reviews because they feel it's uh, an opportunity for the boss to ding them on the head. No, that's a bad mindset. So you want to go in the right posture. You're going to go in thinking, this is for my own good. This is to improve my performance. This is to help me grow. This is to help the organization grow. This is where I too could also give back in terms of my feedback to my management. And of course, it could be used to assess salary increases and promotion. But let's talk about money. Money is big. It's the number one thing, right? The good book says money answers all things. So rule number one, in order to ask for more money, you must show value delivered and justify why you deserve an increase. You are not going to get anything extra if you cannot show value that you delivered and goals that you met. You also want to stress how you have lightened the firm's burden or how you have lightened the leader's load. Have you added value to your boss? Have you added value to your team? How have you added value to your department? And how have you increased your team's chances of success? Which predetermined goals have you accomplished? Because in the very beginning, the right way to do it is to have the goals set up first and then in the performance review for you to highlight which of those goals you met and how. So you've got to present a solid record of accomplishments to negotiate. If you cannot present a compelling body of evidence that you have met goals and you have added value, the likelihood is you are probably not going to go very far in asking for more money. If anything, they might just give you a customary increase as they do in some firms. You also want to have documented proof, such as complimentary letters or emails that show people's appreciation for you and what you have done. Other forms of recognition from customers, co-workers, supervisors could be other assets that show gratitude for whatever you've done. Uh, keep your tone positive Don't get into a combat mode uh, where money is concerned. It's never good. Always have in your mind the best alternative to whatever you're thinking. So if you're, if you're thinking about an increase of 10,000, have in the back of your mind, well, what if I don't get 10,000? What would be the next best alternative in this discussion? Also, make sure you don't leave any benefits or chips on the table. 
sometimes you can negotiate for other things in a performance review. It doesn't always have to be money, but it could also be benefits. Now, as you go into the performance review and you're asking for more money or you're presenting your case, you want to go armed with these things. You want to go in with your opportunities maximized in full view. And this is a, a humble way of saying these are the good things I've done. These are the home runs I've made. So you want to analyze whatever bottlenecks are in your firm. Think about that. Did you analyze any bottlenecks? Because you employ to solve problems and whether you are an admin, whether you're a project manager, whether you work in food service in a, in a McDonald's or Burger King, the question is, did you solve problems? So in this example, I have analyzed admission bottlenecks with a team and reduced cycle time by 20% from 30 days down to 24 days in this example. So you want to be specific with the examples you're given. Another one could be defined roles for a collection of responsibilities and created a job description or a, a collection of job descriptions. So in this example that I crafted here is really someone who looked at a bunch of responsibilities that were not under a specific job description and created a job description for all of these responsibilities such that if someone was employed, they could just take it and run with it. It wasn't there in the past. Uh, increased the net promoter score by three points. Built social media presence from 105 followers to 25,700. Things like that. You, you want to be very specific and measurable with your data. Successfully completed all three projects assigned to me. Or participated in the development of a new PMO. Created 35 templates currently being used on 2,000 projects. Numbers matter. The more numbers of relevance you have the more influence you'll have in that room. So the performance review meeting, your conduct in that meeting needs to be one of dialogue. You see in the, in the picture, the lady's smiling as she's talking. Have that in the back of your mind. It's not a quarrel. It's not an argument. It, you're not being uh, put in, into the tribunal. No, that's not it. Have in the back of your mind, this is for my good. This is for the company's good. This is for my boss's good. Everyone is an ally. That needs to be your mindset going in, all right? So be specific, like I just showed you, plenty of examples. Focus on the issues, not the person, right? So you're going in, focus on issues, problems you resolve, not people, right? Close on a positive tone, uh, make arrangements for follow-up with next steps, whatever that may look like in your own world. But I would say practice, practice, practice. You have to make a very compelling presentation for you to come away with more money. But it's really doable. You could also go in with evidence of salaries based on whatever you have accomplished. For example, if you are a program management professional or you're a project management professional or you're a certified scrum master, how much do those people typically make? Or if you're an, an admin, right? If you're an executive admin, if you are a secretary to the principal, what do those roles typically earn? That needs to be part of your research and you need to go in ready to show proof of that. If you could print out a page or two, that will be good. Also going into these meetings, you want to go in with documentation of the original goals. So what were your goals in the very beginning, right? Right from the beginning of the year, what were your goals? The goals are typically framed around being better with people like human relationships, stakeholders and team, or it could be process related, getting better in the processes, doing better in processes, improved results, 
volume of work, production increase, things I just showed you, or, or business, better business results, increased markets, better market visibility. Maybe you've been able to penetrate certain markets as a result of your great work. What about personal, your personal accomplishments? If there were certification goals, or maybe they weren't even goals, maybe they're just great things you did along the way, but you always have to anchor it back to how did it add value to the organization? Personal goals, self-improvement, other metered goals. So this is going almost in reverse, but goal setting should have come first. Goal setting is step one. So what were your original goals? Were they smart? Were they specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time-framed? Were they really clear in the very beginning? If yes, then there's a greater likelihood of you presenting a compelling case. If you didn't have SMART goals, well, this is an opportunity for you to craft your goals. So one of the things you should do is meet quarterly or even monthly with whoever might end up reviewing your case, right, in this performance review. And craft your goals. If you need to steer them in a different direction, maybe two, three months before your next review, uh, then do that. And if you, if you have quarterly reviews, use the opportunity to, to adjust, right? Inspect and adapt. That's kind of like what we say in Agile, inspect the goals. Are they still relevant? Adapt. And of course, you're going to do this in collaboration with whoever you report to. There are basic competencies that people look for in these reviews. Knowledge. Have you increased your knowledge on the job? What about leadership skills? Have you demonstrated leadership? Have you taken on certain accountabilities and responsibilities? Have you solved problems? What about your stakeholder relationships, your team members, customers? Do you have good rapport? Has that increased or has it diminished? What about communication? Are you the role model for communication in the firm across departments? Or is it always drama where you're concerned? You know, organizational values. So organizational values like Amazon has 16 leadership principles. Maybe your firm has leadership principles or values. If someone looks at you, can they say you truly uphold all of those values like the Amazon values? These are some of the things you need to be thinking about. Now, I'm guessing in your organization, they may have a template. Uh, they may have a breakdown of how you're going to be assessed. If you don't have that, you could use this as a, a guideline, as a baseline for whatever you need to do. So here you can see right at the top, we have five categories, exceeds expectations, meets expectations, needs improvement, does not meet expectations, and not applicable. So the question is, regarding all of those categories, whatever the categories might be, as you can see here, we've got integrity, leadership, diversity, caring, civility, excellence, hope. So in terms of all of these, how do you rate? How would you rank yourself? But it doesn't have to be this alone. It could be this or it could be something else. It could be some other measure, like I showed you on the previous slide, knowledge, leadership, problem solving, stakeholder relationship, communication, organizational values, and things like that. But the bottom line is most organizations, they want you to fill something like this in community building. Then you have supervisor comments, they, you have your comments, and that's pretty much how it goes. The goal of employee evaluation forms is to organize feedback before performance review, document your strengths, weaknesses, and areas of opportunity, create a roadmap for employee success. And something else you can include here uh, in, in these forms, basic information, um, an easy to understand consistent rating system, like I showed you, one to five, five being the best, or however it is in your, your firm. 
you also want things to be very clear, uh, smart goals, uh, objective language, additional comments if necessary. And uh, don't forget the rating scale. Like I said, it could be a scale of one to five, whatever is used in your firm. Your supervisor, of course, should be monitoring your performance if it's been done right. But a lot of times, to be quite honest, they don't. They just show up every year. It's one day and every year they show up and then they begin reviewing. It's not the best. It should, in my mind, this is something that should be done either monthly or at worst quarterly. Monthly may not be a big old dog and pony show review, but quarterly could be spending a little bit more time looking at those goals, making sure they're in place. Maybe a 15-minute meeting will do it. And then um, yearly should be the grand finale to take a look at all those milestones. And uh, the the goal is for you to steer your way as you move through the year. Uh, The employee should manage their own performance to achieve goals, and they should communicate with the supervisor any circumstances that may affect goal achievement before it happens. The idea should be for you to take the initiative as an employee and start any dialogue that is going to help you along those milestones leading to the final performance assessment. So there's a supervisor's documentation, there's your self-assessment, there's interim evaluations, and the idea is for them to work hand in hand to get you to an advantageous position at the end of it all. Common pitfalls in these performance assessments or reviews are as follows. Uh, Use an evaluation as a corrective action tool, uh, like actually being being uh, punished in some way, right? Uh, leniency error, tending to give higher ratings than warranted. Severity error, tendency to give lower ratings than warranted. Opportunity bias, giving credit or fault uh, to fault an employee for factors beyond his or her control. I just heard about that one yesterday. Someone who I spoke with, their boss used this performance review as an opportunity to keep hopping on about something that was a bygone. You know, some people do that. It's not a good practice. Uh, the halo effect, some people just sail through these performance reviews without fault because of the halo effect. They're good in one area, therefore they're good in everything. Doesn't follow. Uh, pitfork effect, uh, generalization from one weak trait. Uh, so it's kind of the opposite of the, the halo effect. Uh, recency bias, give more importance to recent performance and ignoring the past so if you're looking at a whole year they look at what you did for the last part of the year instead of the the entire thing rating the job rather than the individual applying job criticality factor so just because i'm a janitor doesn't mean that you give me a bad review because you feel what i'm bringing to the table is not that significant just go one day without cleaning and see where you'll end up so it's good to be to be congruent uh, across the board, who whether you're with a janitor, whether you're with the CEO, a performance review is a performance review. Uh, also, lens of service bias sometimes creeps in. You get credit for longevity of your service or penalizing for being new, you know, being hard on the new boy, new girl, not good. So these are just ideas, my friends. Going in to your performance review, the bottom line is, Nobody wants a bad performance review, right? We all want our performance reviews to be good. And we want to demonstrate that we did a good job. And doing a good job, it has to do with the five levels of leadership. I'm going to teach you this very quickly. My mentor, John Maxwell, he says, everything rises and falls on leadership. And there are five levels of leadership. And I truly believe that in any position, 
in any firm, everything rises or falls on these things. And they are as follows. We have five levels. The very first level is all about your position. So in your review, looking at your position in a vanilla flavored way, how well have you held the position? We're not talking about your influence because influence and leadership is different from position, but have you done a good job in that position would be my first question going into a review. My second question will be, have you given people the ability to trust you and like you and know you? Are you a likable person? Because that's what gives people the ability to be led by you. For people to want to be led by you, they got to give you permission. And for them to give you permission, you got to come across as someone who is likable, someone who is trustworthy, and someone who's just an all-around nice person, right? The third level here is the production level. The production level going into a performance review will answer the question, are you a top producer? What have you done for the firm? What have you done for the business unit? What have you done for the department? Is it evident? Can we truly say that this is something that you have done well? And what's your production level like? The fourth one is all about people. And this is all about the individuals around you. The people, the people you lead, right? The people around you. What have you done for them? How have you increased their standard of living in the company? How have you shown value to them? Your team members, you know, they're three ways you can look at leadership. You could say upwards, downwards, sideways. So have you led up nicely? Have you led down nicely? Have you led across nicely across your peers? And you know when we have these 360 degree surveys, these are the questions that people are going to be thinking about when they're grading you, when they're scoring you anonymously. And number 5 is the pinnacle. Giving people credit for staying in an exemplary role for the tenor that they have been in the company. Let's say they've been there for 20 years. They have stayed the course along all of these four levels and they finally get to the pinnacle. And the pinnacle just means you have staying power as a leader, not in the company because there are a lot of people who could be in a firm and not have done great things. but you've stayed in the firm and you've had a great track record all the way through right and that's the five levels and that's how i see it applying to whatever position you're going into all right so in closing just a few more points i want to hash over again you got to go in with the right mindset the right attitude it's got to be positive and you got to believe the best outcome as you're going in and don't forget to say thank you at the end of it all all right I hope this gave you some ideas and I wish you all the very best if you're looking for more money. <laughs> I really hope you get that increase. All the very best. Bye for now.